What is up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Excited to bring you guys another show just before the Vols take on uh, Missouri this weekend in Columbia. Columbia, Missouri, of course. I know that's confusing for some because somehow in one division we have two Columbias that host. I Look, it's messed up enough that Missouri's in the Southeastern Conference. To have two Columbias just feels absurd to me. You know, it's also a weird thing. Um, having states as your county. So, like, Arkansas has, like, Nevada County. Oh, uh, do they? Mississippi County. Is that, yeah, a normal, like, is that a normal thing? It's not very normal, but Mississippi and Arkansas are, norm, like, <laughs> aren't normal states. So, yeah, both of those have those kind of things. I think there's an Arkansas County, Mississippi, and there's a Mississippi County, Arkansas. Interesting. I had not heard that. So there's yeah. your geography for today. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's all the geography I had to learn. Perfect. Um, nothing else that, that, that we're good. Um, I'm wearing my lookouts hat because it is opening day for at least the minor league teams in, the, in East Tennessee. Uh, I guess some of them started yesterday, maybe, maybe today. I think Chattanooga's got rained out yesterday. So today's opening day. Um, wow, exciting. dude. Like yeah, Smokies. Well, so the only I don't have a Smokies hat. Uh, the only hat I have is a Cubs hat that I guess could, you know, also be a Smokies hat. But I thought I have the Chattanooga Lookouts hat. I need to go with the Lookouts hat. That was my thought. Okay. I mean, I don't hate it. I'm just asking. I'm I'll, just asking I'll, where your where your priorities land, Caleb. Are, are they in Chattanooga, Knoxville? You don't like the sounds? Oh, hold on, hold on. You said Knoxville. That's the issue right now. The Smokies are in. Kodak. I'm not a Kodak man. That's that's not who I am. So once they're in Knoxville, you know where the priorities are. I mean, I'm okay. a Cubs, I'm a Cubs guy, so of course I'm a Tennessee Smokies fan. But think about how much my fandom will grow once they're a Knoxville team. Um, it, it'll certainly be be there fully. Um, but yeah, it's my it's minor league opening day. So shout out to all the minor league teams. It's actually they didn't play a season at all last year. Like, they didn't get a single game in. So this is first time in two years opening day that's pretty exciting that's also kind of like heartbreaking (laughs) yeah when you you think about like a minor league player not getting to play for two years and you know you're trying to make your way up to the majors that kind of sucks i did not know that yeah they did yeah because you know everything got suspended i mean mlb didn't even play a full, even close to a full season last year. Um, but it got stopped, you know, everything got stopped before April 1st. Um, but yeah, so happy opening day to all the minor league teams. I, I love, so opening day is cool. Don't get me wrong. Like opening day in its in and of itself is cool. But my favorite thing about opening day is the videos where they, uh, they're, they're chalking the lines. Like those are the greatest. Big chalk guy. Oh, big chalk guy. You could <laughs> you could get a retweet from me any day of the week if you just show me you like that's why I hate turf fields. This is why, you know, I'm glad Tennessee gets to play in any weather, but whew, just drop that video of them laying the chalk and I'm there. Big chalk guy. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely like something that you are seeing less and less, but you know, it's been a part of baseball for so long. Yeah, turf. It, you get to see who, who the, you know, if your if your coach is drunk or not before the game. Like, <laughs> yeah. How straight is that line? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, this guy knows. Um, we guys, we are. We've got another great episode. We're we're talking about man, all the transfers coming to Tennessee. Um, at least one big name. We'll talk about the other one, but uh, I mean, I think they're both. 
pretty good gets. Again, I'm, I'm a waste, waste it in the right word, but spend all of your transfers on defensive guys at this point. Um, but they did get another offensive guy, so of course we'll talk about it. Talk about the roster and what Tennessee's got moving forward. Um, no problems with the basketball roster as uh, they're up to number two in recruiting. Also, Kennedy Chandler is knock, knock, knocking on the door of being the number one recruit in Tennessee basketball history. Will it happen before he gets on campus I, is the only question that that's left to be. And then, I mean, also, I guess will he live to the hype once he is on campus? Yeah, it's a lot of expectation for the kid. Um, but yeah, you, that's the hope. It's certainly the hope. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, too, um, and we'll get into that. So I'm going to save that for the episode. Uh, Guys, obviously talking about baseball, Tony V taking his team to uh, Alma Mater, Missouri, Missouri this weekend. Getting it done. Also, did he commit? Did Tony Vitello commit to a lifetime contract with Tennessee when he said his uh, good friend Max Schwarzer's uh, son committed? I didn't hear that. When was that? I'll have to pull it up. He was, uh, I think it was during his, uh, when he was meeting with the media, he talked about him having, uh, I think it was yesterday. I'll pull it up. I'll see if I can find it. By the time we get to baseball, I'll I'll have it pulled up. I was going to say, I listened to it today and did not hear any of that. I'll see if I can find it. Um, By the time we get to ball baseball, I'll I'll have it pulled up for you. Um, So you guys are going to have to hang on. Drop your questions in the chat if you've got them. We want to talk about, what you want to talk about. And like Landon said, we're big geography guys. So um, Love it. tell us where you're listening from. Absolutely. Also go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Here is a quick word from our great friends at Blue Water Climate Control. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Guys, we're, I'm ready to get in this episode. I know Landon is, so we'll see you guys on the other side as we get this going. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. Woo-hoo. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, May 5th, or as some of you guys know it as Cinco de Mayo. Happy holidays, if you're into that. <laughs> um, don't know if you are, but if you're into that, happy holidays, of course. 
I am I am hopefully optimistic about everything Tennessee athletics right now. Am I wrong in that, Landon? Tell me. Mm, I mean, like everything we're seeing, yes, that is the correct way. But the Tennessee fan also in you is just like, when's something going to go wrong? Because too many things are going right at this point. That's a good point, too. You've got to always expect the unexpected. Um, it seems like Tennessee, you know, the commitment from Jawan Mitchell, which has always kind of been like looming, I guess, like it's been talked about. It's officially it, official. Officially official since at least the spring game. Um, kind of been looming, which is big. Uh, Tennessee baseball obviously rolling in the right direction. Direction. Thra- direction. What was I about to say? Direction. Direction. Um, <laughs> ten- you know, with Tennessee ba- basketball's recruiting class, it like – literally gets better every time 247 does their uh, film evaluation or whatever they want to call it. It's just like everything feels good. It's a trap. Happy May. If you didn't celebrate, may the fourth be with you. It's a trap. Like, I just feel like I'm getting trapped. I mean, you want all the positivity. Danny White wants it. There it is. Like, it's happening. Dude, did we talk about the Danny White stuff? I feel like we didn't. I don't think we did. Do we want to? Yeah, sure. We can. Okay. Let's do That's it. a good thing about having your own show is you can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Dude, I'll say this. I, I'm not mad about Danny White saying Tennessee fans are negative. Because you know what? Tennessee fans are negative. Now, I'm not saying Tennessee fans don't have a reason to be negative. Because they do. We do. But we're negative. I'm mad that Danny White said Tennessee fans that are negative aren't invested. We're invested. I don't have to give $10,000, $50,000, $100,000 a year to be invested in Tennessee football, dude. I've been there. Like, me and you have been in the stadium for how long? We spent our, like, not every, like, you know, good on him that he gave his $250,000 or whatever he gave to Whatever fund they're going to call it now, big orange fund, the whatever fund. I don't have to give that to be invested. I'm a Tennessee fan. I'm more of a look. This is nothing. This is not a slight against Danny White at all. I'm a bigger Tennessee fan than him. Ooh, I like that. I am. You are too. Yeah. And, and everyone listening right now is. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, it's just weird. Like, for me, I, I'm trying to, I try to like put myself in other people's shoes and like coming in, like he's never been at a place with this much exposure, with this much passion. So, like, he sees negative comments like he's never seen before. And it's because of the place that we're at. He's never been at a program where they've been the lowest of the low. Right. And that, that's what this program is at. So, like, from his point of view, like, yeah, he's just never experienced that experienced it to this level. So yeah, yes. And and again, I don't the only problem I have with what Danny White said, because I've read the transcript from uh with um uh Go Vols Extra several times. I'm like, am I crazy? Am I missing something? And I and I, you know, I the only problem I have is he thinks that fans are negative because they're not invested. That's just not true. Yeah, that's not true. That's just not true. Fans are negative because of the like. What what fixes the negativity, Brandon? Because I think we can agree on it. What fixes it? 
Dubs. <laughs> That's it. That's you it. go win by it. If Jeremy Pruitt had won, handing out McDonald's money bags, no one cares. No one gives a rat's ass. We so, dude, we're like McDonald's is the best fast food on this side of the Mississippi, and even on the other side. Like it doesn't matter. But the fact that he went what three and seven, now McDonald's sucks. Okay, so it like just win, just win. That's all that matters. And again, like I don't even like I'm not putting into like fire Danny White after that comment. I am not on that train. I'm just saying what the way he. I don't need to give more money to stop being negative about UT. I need UT to start winning. That's it, to stop being more negative about UT. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And Danny White, your job is is to get us there. Yeah. And and also, too, I understand fundraising is a part of his job. So when he goes into that interview, he's got to spin it as I'm raising. Like I, I get that. I understand that. But, dude, selling it to – so. I, I would guess, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with like how athletic departments, how athletic directors work. I would guess though that there are far more average fans for a place like Tennessee or anywhere in the SEC than UCF. Like there are far more just like nine to five, uh, paycheck to paycheck kind of kind of people. Yeah. Than UCF. So like UCF you're only really talking to people who can give, like physically, like they, everybody wants to give, I guess can give is the right word. So it's like, I, it's a little kind of, I mean, you got to know there's not 102,000 people out there that can give the university $50,000 and then say, Hey, we like, I know a lot of people have been like Tennessee fans. They, they want Tony Vitello an extension and they want the baseball facility to be the focus. Well, they need to put their money where their mouth is. Like, no, the money's on Tennessee's campus. The the fans are in the baseball stadium. Danny White needs to turn his focus there. And if he wants to put – and he needs to turn his fundraising focus there because there are plenty of, of donors and alumni and former players that are associated with the baseball program that could make that baseball facility better. I mean – I Dude, I, off the top of that, Todd Helton could just about fund a baseball facility by himself. Absolutely. Nixon, Nixon Zell. <laughs> yeah, like, come Garrett on. Garrett Crochet. I mean, those guys would, I think some of those, especially Garrett Crochet, a guy that played under Tony Vitello. Like, if you asked him to write, like, a little check, he would. Like, what the hell is he going to do with a $1,000 donation from Caleb Mitchell? Like, no. Like, the common fan is not how you build your programs. It's how you sustain it. Mm-hmm. Like you got to attract the common fan to sustain it. If you want to build it, you got to go out and get the former players, the alumni. Like, come on. Like, yeah, again, you, that, you're going to make money through ticket sales with fans. You're not. Right. They're not writing thousand dollar checks. That's just not the way. Well, the, we. That's all we're writing. If you want the fifty thousand, the two hundred fifty thousand that Danny White donated, you got to go out and get the big guy. Like, we're yeah. writing a thousand dollar check each year for our tickets. That's it. That's all you're getting from us, bro. Like, sorry. Right. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, you just like that's the only problem I have with Danny White's comments is you're preaching to the like you're not you're preaching to the congregation that ain't worth shit. Like dude, go out and get like if you want to if you want to fundraise, go out and get the people who can give you funds. Like you went you went to a freaking like you went to the poorest of poor. And that like think about how much money we like just me and you since we've had money like 
we've only had money for what eight years? Yeah, like, 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 and we have given we have given a lot to the oh, Tennessee yeah. athletic program. So it's like, come on, dude. Like you're like preaching that, to that the money wrong in my account. If it if it was in my my Tennessee fan account, I mean that I would be done. There'd be no money left. Yeah, eight years is a stretch. Actually, we've only had money for like three. Like, right. Yeah. You were real money. Yeah. <laughs> you were preaching to the wrong group, dude. Just and that's my problem. It just sounds so out of touch. Just win. That's all we care about. The people reading the article from Austin, you know, from Austin Price and Brent Hubs, the only thing we care about is wins. So go win. That's all we care about. And it's not, and the, it's not that hard, right? It's not rocket science. Hey, how many tickets do you sell if you win, Landon? You sell out. All of them. You I mean, sell look, look at all that. Of look, them. At the, look at the baseball program right now. They're winning baseball games. Everybody and their brother wants them to open up. Lindsey Nelson. Open up Lindsey Nelson. If you announce full capacity, it would be a full for capacity. next week. It would be a full capacity. Speaking of that, I got tickets for all weekend for sale. So if you want them cheaper than you get them online, oh, get your boy Landon, up. Landon's got you. So he's got you there. Let's get do your it. Boy up. Let's do it. I'm sorry. I needed to vent because I didn't think we had talked about it. I've actually, a lot of people have been like, man, have you, like, what do you think about those? And I was like, I get that people are like, there's no problem in this comments because Vol fans are negative. Vol fans are negative as hell, dude. Yes, we are. We just went three and seven. (laughs) If if you're not negative, something's wrong with you. (laughs) Like, yeah, of course we've been. The people who aren't negative are the ones not invested. Thank you. Like, like, that's the thing. It's like people are like, man, you seem like not as mad about three and seven as like I would think you are. And I'm like, because I'm not invested as I normally am. I didn't step foot. I did not step foot in Neyland Stadium. And as much as that sucks last year, you know what it also does? Landon, I didn't almost have a heart attack. And I swear to God, I've gone home at least once every football season thinking, we might need to go to the yard tonight. Like, this chest is tight. Like, yeah, my whew. hair's not as like, yeah. gray as it was going to be. Like, I couldn't imagine being in that stadium. Like, looking back on it, like, maybe week to week, I was like, man, I wish I was in Neyland. But, like, look at now, like, now the season's over and you see what the end result was. Like, man, I'm kind of glad I didn't have to go. <laughs> I mean, that's my thought. I think that's most like I think that's most Vol fans' thoughts too. It's like, you know, there's like I if I'd gone, I wouldn't have traded it for the world. Like I went to Bama in 2013. We got the shit beat out of us. I didn't regret it. My dad told me I would. He was wrong. I I don't I just don't regret that stuff. Um we went to I won't talk about South Carolina in 14. I don't want to. Uh went to Kentucky in 15. We won shockingly. Josh, like one of Josh Dobbs. No, he was too old for that point. But yeah, it's just like it, it's we, almost we went a re- to Vanderbilt. We went to Vanderbilt in eighteen. Whew, regret that. I do regret that. <laughs> that was I do, I do regret that. I don't. I don't regret it. I like to joke. I do. But yeah, it's just like just win, dude. And the Vol fans, it the rest will take care of itself. And I again, I get it. I get it. I get the position Danny White's in, but probably shouldn't have done that in a sit down. I mean, we're we're still one of the most profitable programs in the country, and we're at the bottom of the SEC. Mm. I mean, yeah. like if, from Danny Watts' perspective, if you look at that, you're like, "Holy crap! All we got to do is you know make a bowl game, and we're gonna make this much money." I mean, he's got to be like licking his chops. I just go win six games, baby. It don't take much. <laughs> I I saw that today too. So we'll let's 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 roll into football. I do want to talk about I do want to talk about Jawan Mitchell. 
Um, I, I do want to talk about Javante Payton. So let's roll into that. So I saw, you know, I saw today, like, where's your, and I even asked you, I was like, I am optimistic and I don't like it. I'm optimistic. So I think I'm optimistic because I'm like, dude, at the vault, like, I think the Vols could just win four, like, like, I think they could just win four or five games this year, which is like sad. But the optimistic person in me, and we had, we talked about this when Eric Kane was on, I'm like, the Vols could also win six, seven with a bowl game, eight games this year. That's, in my opinion, way too optimistic, but I am optimistic. Is that like, where are you at in that sense? I mean, I think you've addressed some needs with the transfer portal, um, defensive needs, number one. And, you know, you, you look at Heupel's track record with quarterbacks, you think you got surely out of one of those scholarship, I mean, you got more scholarship quarterbacks than you do linebackers right now. Surely to God, you can find one that's able to be a serviceable quarterback to to at least score some points, win some football games. I'm not asking for a Heisman candidate out of one of those guys, a serviceable quarterback. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, obviously fair. So let me ask you this. So about the optimistic point, what is your floor for Tennessee? Like if you're like, dude, they had the worst season ever, similar to 2020, uh, like this is like what they'll do bottom line. Uh, I mean, so you have three for sure wins, right? Uh, I'll have to look at the schedule again. I'll, I would say four for sure wins. Is that wrong? I guess I'm counting Vanderbilt in that. Yeah, that, uh, so, okay. yeah, I mean, that's that's four wins. So you should probably – five, six is floor. That's I think floor. Six, I, I think six games is a floor. So you, Oh, you're way more optimistic. Okay, so, all right. So you think six – do you think that's optimistic of you to think six games is the floor, or do you think that's, like, legit the floor? I mean, I, I think there's way more talent. Like, we have more talent on this roster than six teams on our schedule. 100%. Okay. Interesting. So you're just like Josh Hyde on there and just coach decent, and you win game. You win six games. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, I I don't I don't entirely disagree with that. I just think it's it's definitely interesting because I'm like, I think optimi- I think it's optimistic of me to think think six games. Um, now you are probably a little bit more optimistic than I am, um, so it probably makes sense. But uh, so like what? Okay, so floor six ceiling is, I I think floor is five. Floor is five. I, I, think, okay. I think five five and six. Okay, five or six five and is seven should be it. Okay. So yeah. five is the floor. Ceiling is this counting a bowl? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can say like seven because like I'm with that. I'm like I think yeah, your ceiling probably, is. I think your ceiling is probably seven with eight, possibly with a bowl, depending on who you draw, because you don't know who you're playing. Probably eight. Okay, so seven, seven and a bowl win. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I mean, like I said, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, Where's your floor? My floor. floor I, <laughs> I, and I'll, I'll pull up the schedule one more time. I think my floor is four. And, and I say that, like, I am very, very optimistic with where, like, where Hype will have, like, with the kind of coach Hype will is, with the way the game's changing. But at the same time, isn't everyone kind of doing the same thing Tennessee's doing? Like, you're not doing anything unique. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like, couldn't everything kind of just be matched by the other you know, I that that's my only thing. Like, I think you should have more talent. Like, okay, Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, and South Alabama. You're you're guaranteed wins. I would say Vanderbilt should be a guaranteed win. 
we know with Tennessee's history, that's not necessarily the case. Um, Pitt, I think that's a tough out of conference schedule or out of conference game. We'll see. But it's at home, and you you should have more talent than Pitt. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Then you have Missouri, who it's kind of the same idea as uh, Heupel, like new offense, like fast offense. And they they did trend better than Tennessee last year. South Carolina, kind of same deal. Obviously, Ole Miss, kind of same deal. Kentucky, I have no effing clue. South Carolina is terrible. Yes. No, 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 I agree. South Carolina's talent is god-awful. But like they didn't they kind of do the same thing that Tennessee tried to do and finding a coach that has this new you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, I don't know anything about Shane Beamer. No, no, no. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was on staff with uh uh Riley. So it's just like I isn't that the yeah. kind of new thing? Like that's what I'm saying, is just like we took a chance on Eipel. Yes, he had some head coach experience up from you know Beamer. I'm just like I think Tennessee was a couple years behind the fold of of the new style of football play. Like I, well, they, they've been that way forever. You're right, <laughs> right, behind, behind right. It. Now the good thing is you have Kentucky, who I almost want to count as a guaranteed win. Uh, and, and we talked about this with with Eric. Like Kentucky's just not good either, and they're so just, it's just Kentucky. And they're Kentucky. Like, <laughs> even in their best years, they're not as good as Tennessee. So, yeah, like, it's hard to really for me to say your floor, but I think your floor is four wins. Uh, I think that's your floor. And, again, like the the maybe it's the battered Tennessee fan in me. I'm going – I'm optimistic to say eight. Like, that, like that's an optimistic taken. And that's eight with a bowl game. That's 13 games. I feel like it's optimistic to say eight. But then you look at the schedule. So, you obviously have Florida. You have Georgia. You have um, Alabama. I mean, surely there's another loss in there besides those three. I mean, the teams that are, like, truly better than you on the schedule are Georgia, Alabama, Florida, and maybe, maybe Missouri. I don't think how – Because how they, how they finish the season, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. But even then, like, that, that it's a winnable game. Now, yeah, Florida, Georgia, at- Alabama, I don't know if those are winnable games. I don't think so. Right. No, I yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, God, I'm being too optimistic. Too, no, optimistic, no, I, that's the problem. I'm, with just, when you, I'm talking you, about something <laughs> the wins, man. This is how it starts. Is it even technically the offseason yet? Uh, no, when you take like when you look at the talent, like you're like Missouri, like you said, Missouri's probably better than Tennessee. But like, is the talent head and shoulders above better? Like, maybe. Well, we'll see. All right, we're getting like, to like at you're one right. position. <laughs> One position makes all the difference. They they got a better quarterback than Tennessee. Look, you're right, and and we are going to have to stop talking about football because I've already talked myself into 11 wins in my head, and I don't <laughs> want to say it out loud. So just steer away from that. College football um, playoff, here we come. Exactly. So let, let, let's – I mean, we're going to get optimistic again, I think, in this one. Let's let's talk Juwan Mitchell. Juwan Mitchell has been rumored for a while. He's officially of all. He's headed to Tennessee it's a, in my opinion, a uh, I don't know if it'll be a direct replacement of Henry Toto Toto, but you do get an inside linebacker who's also mature, who has Division One Power Five experience. I think you addressed a great need in just replacing Henry Toto Toto. We can talk about depth later, but I think you did a good job in replacing him. Yeah, linebacker. That's all I need to hear to get <laughs> to be all in. Just a linebacker. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a sideline to sideline guy. He, he's a little bit undersized. 6'1", 230, but, um, you know, Henry Toa was 
undersized. So, yeah, I think you made a, a good fit, a guy that's got a lot of experience under his belt, um, led Texas in, in tackles last season. So, yeah, I think, you know, he had some academic issues that he needed to get fixed. Hopefully those are taken care of by the time he gets on campus. And uh, I think he's going to be a day one starter for Tennessee. Yeah, almost no doubt my mind a day one the starter. And, and I mean, you know, I don't – I'm curious too. I think the thing, the places which I think our entire linebacking group struggled in was was pass defense. So like that's my biggest question. Like a lot of people, I know the 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 one video that Power T Tape tweeted out that was like just fucking awesome. Like you were like, yeah, that's it. I want him. We're done. Nothing else. We're not talking about anything else. <laughs> I want to. I want to see a linebacker that's good in uh, in pass defense. I, I think that's the the thing that would kind of like elevate the the linebacking group to the next level. Do you know of anyone like you're confidently saying like, yeah, they're going to support us. Uh, in pass, which what do teams do the most of now? Like we just alluded to in the last 15 minutes? Pass. Yeah, so I think someone even tweeted it. Can he stop a slant? Yes, can he stop a slant? That's my biggest question. He's a linebacker. I'm in. I mean, that's um, all I mean. But yeah, no, yeah that's, that's definitely going to be an issue, I, I think, again, for Tennessee because, you know, probably the guy next to him is going to be Jeremy Banks, and Jeremy Banks is a big linebacker that struggles a lot in – the passing game. So hopefully that that's you know maybe maybe an opportunity for somebody else behind them to to come in and play. Um, Roman Harrison has been injured. He didn't play inside linebacker last year, but you know he's kind of that lean body top where you know maybe he can be a, a factor at inside linebacker. I think you got some options. Aaron Willis is supposed to be back from his suspension at some point. So you know he was a highly touted recruit. That that can maybe get, you know, some some run with with these uh, because I mean basically you got four count them. I was gonna say count them right four, now. Four like maybe five if you count Sloan Page. Realistic options at linebacker, right? Jawan Mitchell, Jeremy Banks, who's been hurt, Roman Harrison, who's been hurt, and uh, and Aaron Willis, who's been suspended. So you know, three of your Three of your top guys haven't even been there for spring practice. Four of your right. top guys, because Juwan Mitchell hasn't been there either. So, yeah, no, it's it's uh you know, and I, I, obviously the focus with this staff is never going to be defense. Um, I think that was kind of a joke between the last staff about like when we get guys in, like are they are you know when we get athletes in, are they offense or defensive guys? Like with Jerry Pruitt, they were defensive guys. Um, with Josh Heupel, there's no question what they're going to be. Um, there's no question those guys are offensive guys, running back, quarterback, wide receiver, whatever. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they manage uh, this defense, especially like you said, with guys just kind of showing up. Um, weren't here for uh, spring practice. So, but uh, I mean, getting Juwan, getting a, I mean, they had to sell it to him. He was going to start moment he got on campus, no questions asked. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, he should, I hope, have some leadership qualities that can maybe help this linebacking and this defensive group out. Yeah, and, you know, one big thing that I just read in his stats, he's had five pass deflections in the past two seasons. So, Oh, God, yes. Maybe he can stop a slant. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying he can, but uh, the writing's on the he, wall. <laughs> not saying he can't either. <laughs> exactly. Not saying he can't. Let's flip to the other side of the ball because uh, today – Actually, Lana tweeted or uh, sent me the uh, outline. We had to add this one in here a little bit. Javante Payton adding yeah. some wide receivers to the to the team. 
Yeah, just another weapon for this offense. Um, a guy that out of high school, Butch Jones couldn't land. He actually signed with Ole Miss, went the junior college route at Northwest Mississippi and uh, or Northwest Community College in Mississippi. And then um, Jeremy Perut wanted him out of junior college, and he picked Mississippi State. Um, I did not realize that. So Josh Heupel brings Javante Payton in third times a charm and, and did something that Butch Jones and Jeremy Perut's staffs couldn't do. I did not realize Jeremy Perut also missed out on him. Um, whew. I mean, I, I don't know what, I don't know what Javante Payton's actually going to add. I mean, I guess he brings more experience to the team, um, you know, because obviously you lost Josh Palmer, um, not that you threw the ball a ton, uh, you know, there's just not a lot of good targets on the field. So I guess you added a guy with some SEC experience, uh, 329 yards receiving, I think last year in a touchdown, uh, Mississippi state, which I'll say for me, sounds very unimpressive in, uh, a Mississippi State offense, but we also have to remember me and you both. I think I'll, I'll say for me, I won't add Lane into this. I think Mike Leach, Mike Leach's offense is severely overrated. So, absolutely, yeah. I don't, I didn't want him at Tennessee, and for those that you of you that did, I'm yeah. sorry, but he's he, he's not good. Yeah, it's not great. Because um, I mean, yeah, we've talked about Josh Heupel and his, you know, the defense is going to be the issue, but. You know, you're scoring points. I mean, we don't want to legit, like, just not have anybody on the field for defense. That's what Mike Leach wants to do. No, I don't – like, that's the problem. I don't even think Mike Leach is like that. Mike Leach is literally just like, hey, we're going to throw it. Like, all you have to do is stop the throw. Like, that's yeah. it. At least Josh Heupel is an RPO-type guy. Like, I, not all is stop the throw. Right. Um, so, like, I, and, I mean, we even talked about this when Josh Heupel first came on. I, Josh Heupel's got a – I am not 100% on Josh Heupel. If he wins games, I'll be 100% on him. If he's not, well, you know where I stand. Uh, I know it might sound negative to Danny White, but win games, I'll be on board. I'm not, which I, that, I think that's like that with any coach. If Nick Saban came to Tennessee, I wouldn't be 100 percent on Nick Saban until he started winning games in Orange. Oh, he was just coming to uh, to put us in the ground even more. Oh yeah, there's no way in hell Nick Saban could win at Tennessee, dude. Let's start that rumor. Let's just put okay. it out there. See if it, lands, <laughs> see if it lands on his desk in Tuscaloosa. There's no way in hell even Nick Saban himself could win games. Let's go. I wouldn't like cheering for Nick Saban. I hate him so much. I wouldn't even like it. Let's go the other way. Bill Belichick couldn't even win games at Tennessee. No chance. No way. No way. He no couldn't way. recruit either. No, Bill Belichick couldn't recruit to save his life. <laughs> Get a manager roster? No, not a chance. He got Cam Newton because he had nowhere else to go. That doesn't. You know when they? You know where they go when there's nowhere else to go in college football? Somewhere cold. Last chance, you. That's true. Not to not to the Patriots, which didn't didn't Cam Newton kind of go to last chance? You. Yeah, he did go junior college. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Bill Belichick couldn't last a day at the University of Tennessee. No. He couldn't handle the media pressure. He couldn't handle that either. Mm. <laughs> And it gets too hot in the summertime. Yeah. You can't wear sweatshirts. You, you can't wear the hoodie. It can't happen. <laughs> can't happen. Um, but, yeah, Jav- Javante Payton, you know, the, the numbers aren't just, like, popping off the page. But that first game of the season when they beat LSU, he did have six catches for 122 yards. Um, That's half his yards. And then you, the, the rest of the games he played in, they lost. And they won that game. So I'm just saying, you know, maybe he was an all the piece that you needed all along. Maybe so. I'll ride with that. We can go with that. So 
Um, he's he's a Tennessee guy now. So actually, Mississippi State deleted his profile off their I saw website. That. <laughs> hey, it's a 404 error. I like yeah. it. What does that mean? Do you know? No clue. Just no. not here? Like our, our system at work, it's a 500 error. Just okay. when something's messed up, they just got to put a number beside it. And you just, you just tell them on the phone, you're like, yeah, it's 500 error. What does that mean? No clue. It's 500 <laughs> error, though. Yeah. Can't, can't do anything about it. Turn it off, turn it back on, see what happens. Yeah. Well, 10 second reset. We'll see <laughs> See how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I, uh, I mean, get another water. I think I saw somebody tweeted. I, I would like to credit who it was, said all of our receivers run under a 444. So I guess that means one of the Jalen Hyatt, um, Javante Payton, Valus Jones Jr., one of them run a 4-4-4, and the rest of them got clocked it under that. Listen, I'm not an NFL draft scout, but I like the sound of that. Yeah, I'm not sure what Javante Payton's was. I think he's around a 4-4. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he's a guy with experience, and that's about all you can really say. I mean, you know, he's from Nashville, Tennessee, so maybe just putting on that orange means a little something more to him. Yeah, what school is he out of? Hillsboro. Hillsboro. I don't even know where that's at. So cool. It's in Nashville. Oh well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> they're like green and yellow. They're usually they're a really good team out of Nashville. They're you uh, know what A they are? They they were five A for a long time. That's where mm-hmm. um couldn't get past South Oil. I, huh? I think Kyle Phillips is from. Oh, nice. Kyle Phillips. Um, and who was that? There was another one that committed to Tennessee. He was number 10 for a while, and then he went junior college. I don't know, but I'll look it up for you. They are, like, legit in Nashville. Like, not even, like, a suburb. It's in Nashville. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have a good uh, good one for you here. But yeah, that, that is where Kyle Phillips is from. Uh, Vincent something was his name. Vincent Perry. There you go. Oh, okay. Where'd he go? I feel like he went somewhere big recently. Did he not? I don't know. He, he went to college and I don't know. And then never got out after. Okay. Gotcha. I feel like I remember seeing his name recently. But obviously that wasn't the case. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, – oh, hey, we got a question for you because I can't answer this. This is from Credence Wood. He said, uh, can we talk about recruits we could get in 2022? I assume it means football. So uh, what, what do you got for us there? Um, I mean, uh, I, I think a lot of guys in, in state or guys that you are looking at, guys like uh, Cam Miller, Dallin Hayden would be – Another one, uh, the kid from South Pittsburgh. His name is escaping me. It's the defensive lineman, right? Yes. Um, I'll see if I can find I'm trying that. to think of some more. You know, a lot, a lot of those guys have already kind of committed or, or taken Tennessee out of their top whatever schools. Guys like Walter Nolan, Jordan James, already committed to. Um, Georgia. Mm-hmm. See, so yeah, people like that. Addison Nichols is one that they, they really like. Um, he's out of state. I think he's got Tennessee ties in there as well. So those are just some, some names to Giovanni something. Is that Giovanni Davis? Davis, yes. Thank you. Yeah, guys like that. 
Keep um, an eye out for Cam Miller, Dallin Hayden. Um, Dallin Hayden would obviously be a big get, and he's getting uh, he's getting a lot of offers and looks from big schools too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's one you're going to have to fight off probably um, Notre Dame and, and Ohio State to really get land him. And I think Tennessee, the best thing they can do is what we said at the beginning of this show is win football games. It isn't it amazing how simple it is. Like a, a lot of people want to talk about you know what Nick Saban's done and and you know creating the environment where you know there's ten first rounders in the last two years and all that. But the, the, the simple matter of it, he's won football games. Like Clemson's in the same situation. They've won football games. C- can they develop talent? Sure. But they're also getting the best talent. Why are they getting the best talent? Because they're winning. Like, it's just not it's not rocket science. It's like – and I'm not saying, obviously, you know, what Nick Saban and, and Dabo Sweeney um, have done to get there obviously is important, but it, it takes a lot of this. It's like – I mean, Ryan Day took over for uh, Urban Meyer. I mean, they barely missed a beat. Yeah. Do you think Ryan Day is as good of a coach as Urban Meyer? No. Like, there's no. Is Lincoln Riley as good of a coach at this? Like, at this point in time, is he as good of a coach as Bob Stoops? No. But like, they haven't missed a beat. Why? Because it's just a culture. Yeah. And it and it just takes keep it rolling. Yeah, and it, it just like it, it it takes more than just the coach to win games. It takes the recruiting. It takes the the, the athletic department, the athletic director, like it just takes a lot more than that. And, and as, I mean, Nick Saban flipped how Alabama does things completely. And, um, yeah, that, that's just the way it is. So, um, Tennessee wants to win. If Tennessee wants to win, they've got to make a commitment to winning. It's that simple. Yep. And Credence Wood also kind of had this question too football prospects were most likely to get. Um, I, I think those guys, you can also add Caden Poe from Hardin County and um, Caden Curry from um, Greenwood, Indiana. He's actually a teammate of Tavian Jackson, who uh, who Tennessee got recently, that quarterback. Um, I think Eric Kane had a article on him today. So that's some guys to look out for. Jalen Sneed's another one out of Hilton Head, South Carolina, that, that Tennessee's big on. I think we just made his recent top five, six, something like that. Um, yeah, so they'll just kind of look more in-state. But, um, you know, they're also going to hit Georgia, South Carolina. And, and then, you know, obviously they have a tie in Indiana with Taven Jackson where they're going to kind of see if they can get in, in Caden Curry as well. Right. Yeah, no, I think there's definitely some big prospects. And, I, again, like you said, the cure-all is go win games. Um, you know, obviously missing out on this 2022 class, missing out on Ty Simpson early sucks. I mean, here's the thing, though. Hey, his name is not signed to any paper yet. I don't think – like, I'm not saying, like, oh, look for him to get – we talked about it, though, when uh, when Jeremy Pruitt first left and Josh Heibel first got hired. Like, obviously, that would be a big get to kind of steamroll this class. So that hurts you in that sense. Um, but go in games and you get some of the names you mentioned, plus maybe potentially flipping some guys too. I'm not going to say any names if you can flip. I'm just going to say flip some guys. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely like Tennessee's – you can't really sell a vision right now because there's, there's just nothing to sell. You can't really build off last year because you're terrible. And then, you know, everything is new this year. So it's – you know, you're, you're having to sell a vision to these kids in this 2022 class and hopefully by the fall – 
you know, it's going to start opening up. You can get people on campus. That way you can sell that. I think Mike Eckler had a big part in um, – is it the the juice? Was he on the juice? Kind of talking about how Tennessee sells yeah. and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you just got to get kids on campus and then hopefully win some football games in the fall. That can really help, you know, like you said, steamroll this recruiting class. Yeah, 100%. We got a couple questions about football from uh, J-Dub, so we're going to get to those real quick. Uh, do you disagree that this staff is – or this is arguably the best staff on paper um, we've had since former former staff? Um, I mean, I've, I've got to initially just disagree because uh, this staff isn't just incredible. I mean, I think there's some – some. I, I think Josh Heibel did a good job of getting some guys on the staff that maybe were a little unexpected. Um, but I think there's still a lot of unproven younger guys too. Um, and again, I think the reason I say I initially have to disagree, I have to go back and look. Um, uh-huh. but I mean, I think obviously, you know, going and getting guys like Rodney Garner, um, getting a defensive coordinator like Tim Banks, um, getting Eckler, like I think there's some good names on the staff, but I think at the end of the day, like there's still a new staff and they still got to go win games. And then some of them, like Golish, who came from, you know, UCF, are still yet to be proven. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think. You know, Jeremy Pruitt's first one, that was the best staff money could really buy. Right. Um, well, it was just a lot of Tyson Elton. <laughs> right, right. But it was just a whole bunch of pieces that, you know, apparently just didn't fit together. You know, at least with Josh Heupel's staff, a lot of those guys are from UCF. A lot of them have worked with each other before. Um, you so hope they, it fits together, too, at the end of the day. Right. You, you hope that's that continuity – um, a, a little bit with this staff. Hopefully it, it fits. I mean, I, I don't think you can really say it's – I mean, if they go win football games, I guess it looks better than Jeremy Pruitt's. <laughs> I mean oh, – yeah. We can, we can definitely talk about it. Uh, we can definitely talk about it after the season. Right. Uh, but, I mean, I just – right now I couldn't confidently say it was better than – I mean, honestly, any – you know, many, pre- many previous staffs that have been assembled at Tennessee. Um, I think there's still a lot to prove from this staff. They haven't they – haven't, I mean, they just haven't done anything – even on paper, like even on paper, I'm not incredibly impressed, honestly. Yeah, because I mean, you have a, what three recruits at yeah. this point, and you've got right. some transfers that the staff has brought yeah. in. Everybody else is, is from Jeremy Pruitt's. Yeah, I mean that that, and even with this, J Dub has another question. Um, kind of, I mean, I mean, I guess, kind of asking that same question about legitimacy of the staff. Do you think that? Do you think the fact UCF just put two two stars and a three star? Um, uh, and a four-star into the pros boost recruiting. I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the you know those guys. I mean, Tennessee's not vying for those guys. The SEC isn't like you're not bidding on the on the. I think Tennessee, like I don't know, like is is a is a four-star, is a high three-star, is a five-star going to want to play at Tennessee under you know under Josh Heupel, or, or is he going to want to play under? Nick Saban or Dan Mullen or Kirby Smart. Like, I mean, that's, I think that's yet to be determined. Could it help? Maybe. But Dan Mullen and Kirby Smart and, and, um, uh, Nick Saban, like they, they've got a better resume than Josh Heupel. So, mm-hmm. no, I just don't think it helps at this point. I think he's got to go win games and put the guys that he's got at Tennessee in the pros as well. Like, I, Tennessee are going to, is going to get those guys that they want them. Hopefully they don't want them. If they if they do, you, you got to do it with the guys that are that are here right now, and then the guys that the, hopefully the four and five and the high three stars that you get here in the next couple of years. 
Yeah, I think you can use it as like a, you know, maybe under the radar guy, like, hey, we can develop you into a really good player. Because, I mean, that's – Tennessee didn't want those guys at, at UCF, but but yet they put more guys in the pros than Tennessee did. And right. I think that, that tells a lot to where this program's at, and it's kind of leading us into our next thing is, you know, what, what is the issues with this roster? And it's, you know, Tennessee got two guys that were drafted. Only two. Right. That's it. Right. And, pr- and probably our, our two best players on the offensive side of the ball, minus Eric Gray, you're having you're having a party over there. It's Cinco de Mayo in the Mitchell household. Yeah, Brutus got a little wild here. As uh, Let's see if we can get this light fixed. I know you guys want to see my beautiful face. So I'll see if I can. There you go, that luscious beard. There we go. The beard is looking pretty good, I know. I need to, sh- I need to shave the neck up, but um, – yeah, I know. I, yeah, no, Jay, thank you for the question. I, I just, I mean, I agree. Like Josh Heupel has done a lot of great stuff in, in, in UCF in terms of, I just think the SEC, when you flip to the SEC, like is he doing more than the other guys? And that's who you're recruiting against. Like you're not recruiting against, you know, Conference USA guys so I, I, mm-hmm. or whatever conference. What are they in now? The Are they, they're not USA. They're uh, AAC, American Athletic Conference. Yeah, they're. So I, I just think it's, it's just a yes, like you said. Maybe you get some uh, what's the right word under the radar. Uh, yeah, under the radar, like you know, on the verge, guys. But I just think uh, I think you've got to form your own kind of identity at Tennessee. I think that's the case. Yeah, I mean to to get the to get where like you're competing with with guys like you know with Georgia, Alabama, Florida. For, for some of those guys, you got to develop the guys on your roster to compete with them on the field. Yeah. And then you can have a chance, you know, maybe getting some of those four or five stars. But until then, I I just don't see Tennessee being a factor for a guy like Walter Nolan, who's the, the number one player in the country. Yeah, he's out of the state of Tennessee, but, you know, what's he doesn't want to get him to Tennessee. I mean, that's yeah. – he didn't even put Tennessee in his top ten. And, you know, he – his high school coach was a, a former Tennessee volunteer. Right. And so, I mean, that, that just tells you where Tennessee's at. Tennessee just doesn't have, you know, that kind of pull right now because they, the program is where it's at. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's definitely kind of, yeah, it, it sucks. And let, let's flip to the good side of recruiting. Jay, thank you again for the questions. Anybody who's asking, thank you again. Um, let's talk about the good side of recruiting here and that the Tennessee basketball is up to number two in the recruiting rankings. Kennedy Chandler just kind of keeps on climbing. I think it's probably more, you know, so the, the only God now that's in front of him is that, Oh, this is a great point. This is a great point. Graham Morgan just said on Facebook that Rick Barnes, he, he took three stars and developed them. Now he's getting four and five stars. That's exactly right. But you got to do it. I, I think the difference is that Josh Heupel hasn't done it at Tennessee yet. Yeah, yeah, you know, like that. Like there's yeah, guys. Like he's, that, he's he's got to develop guys on his roster to get to the point where he can compete with those guys to land these four and five star talented. Exactly. So I think he's got to do it at at Tennessee, and then yes, I think it means something. Um, both credit to Graham and Jay for those questions and comments. Yes. So yeah. basketball, that's a great point. Look at what he's done with the lower stars. Now he's got can't, now he's got guys who are going to end up one of the highest rated players to ever commit to Tennessee and sign with Tennessee and Kennedy Chandler. Yeah, and Rick Barnes can like – there's a talent gap between him and some other guys. I mean, he's going to have two guys drafted in the first round 
um, this upcoming draft. And, you know, Tennessee gets two guys drafted in, in football. That was tied for second to last in the SEC. You know, that, that yep. talent gap. You had, Kentucky had six guys get drafted. <laughs> and they're terrible. They're not good. Right. I mean, right. we we basically gave them that game on on a silver platter, but you know, Alabama had ten, Georgia had nine, Florida had eight, LSU had seven. You know, if you want to compete with those guys, you're going to have to develop guys and and get some of those UCF type and not, I mean, not exactly that, but like guys you can develop into really good players and and get drafted because like it's we can talk about recruiting rankings all we want to, but you know there there's a correlation. In wins and, and recruiting rankings, most of the time, unless you're Tennessee, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, and um, all right. I'm going to look on the positive thing. Let's get let's look at Tennessee. I'm sorry, basketball. Danny Watts no, no, no. be after me. He is. He's going to tell you to text your buddy. And um, let's uh, let's talk buddy. to. There you go. That, that, yeah, we're just talking. This is two buddies chatting. Let's uh, let's let's talk a little Tennessee basketball because I know it's been like an exciting day, kind of. Even though nothing news really happened. Exciting days surrounding Tennessee basketball. It's weird that uh, the recruiting rank we're going up in recruiting rankings. Usually, like re- like recruits go down when they sign with Tennessee. But you know, when when you lead a your your team to a national championship, it, it's hard for um, it was hard for two four sevens to drop Kenny Chandler at all. So they had to yeah. to raise him up to number eight and Damn, the number one number one point guard in the country over Alabama's JD something. What's his name? J.D. Davis? Davidson? Uh, I'll have to look. Davison. J.D. Davison. Take that. Alabama being number seven, though, is, I mean, pretty impressive. Like, it pisses me off that they got they got NATO. It's like, God dang it. I blame Danny, Danny White for that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. How about you text somebody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also text your freaking brother. <laughs> When he has one of his players freaking knock out John Fulgerson. Yeah, we'll say Tennessee would it. We'll say it. And didn't he leave? It. I'm pretty sure that guy's in the transfer portal. Did he? So he didn't even do it. He didn't even do it for, for Florida. He did it because he's just a baby bat. He was getting beat up, so he just got mad. Sure. Uh, well, but what an exciting class for, for Tennessee. Obviously, you have Kenny Chandler. You have Brandon Humley Hatfield, who, if he hadn't reclassified – or. Yeah, hadn't reclassified. I was like, am I talking about the right person? Um, I mean, how high up would he be? Yeah, he's probably a top 10 guy, um, but he moved up. And, yeah, so he's ranked 19th right now. And then uh, Jonas Adu. Adu, Is that that right? Okay. I believe it is Adu. I believe. Um, I think he was number like 80-something, and now he's up to number 40. And then uh, Jamai Meshack's number 60. And then you have Quentin – Debungi, who's probably going to be a project, is ranked uh, two nineteen. So, really good class. I mean, and and then also Justin Powell, who's a transfer from Auburn. I thought he was a is he a four star on someone else? I thought he was a four star, but two four seven has him as a three star. Uh, yeah, maybe on rivals he's a four star or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so uh, we'll call him a four star. We we go with the highest ranking here. We don't hide it. Four star Justin Powell, transfer from Auburn, shooter, shooter, shoot. So, uh, this is a big class for Tennessee, and I, I mean, you know, yet to see what Rick Barnes does with them. I mean, he said he, you know, here's the thing: he said he was going to go out and get a big guy. 
I thought he meant in the transfer portal because I'm not convinced he's going to play Jonas Adu or Brandon Hunley Hatfield from day one. He hadn't played a single big man freshman since he's been here. Yeah, that's true. Um, but hopefully he's not – hopefully he takes this year and you're just like, hey, I should have played those guys a lot sooner. Um, I mean, I mean, hopefully, but until you prove it, I don't believe it. Yeah. But I, I do like how he – he got needs. Uh, you, you need yeah. a true point guard. You got that. You needed some size. You got that. And you needed a shooter. And you got that with Justin Powell. So, oh, you got him on your roster. Will you play him? That's true. That's true. Kenny Chandler's playing. I mean, you can go no, ahead. And, yeah, oh, yeah. Kenny, Kenny Chandler's going to play. I mean, I mean he, should, he should never, he shouldn't even have to like get a chair on the bench. He should never be no. on the bench. Whatsoever. He's a, yeah, no, he's a 40 minute guy for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, you know, just play him and I'll, 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 I would like to be wrong, Rick Barnes. And I'm, a, I mean, you know me, I'm like a, I'm a Rick Barnes guy, but until he plays the big men, I, I'm not believing that I'm going to see Jonas Adu or Brandon Hunley Hatfield this year. I don't believe it until you play him. Justin Powell's going to play. Justin, yeah, he's a transfer. He's going to score 30 yeah. against Kentucky. And probably thirty against. Is that because he, is that because he, oh, he's not going to score thirty? We're going to lose to Auburn by twenty five. No, if he scores thirty, we we're in trouble. <laughs> Dude, we, Bruce Pearl and um, Cal. No, not Cal's on a thorn on our side. Cal's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> Bruce Pearl and the FBI guy. Good God, I can't oh, think of his uh, name. Muffin tops. Um, yeah, I can't, he looks like a calzone. James is going to be pissed about this one. He's dropped Go LSU in our chat a couple times. Yeah, he Calzone. did that to us last night when we were doing the the bat flip. Yeah, so I'm glad I get to. I, I here's what's funny. I legitimately cannot remember his name. LSU like just, Will Wade. Oh, I wish you hadn't reminded me. Yeah, LSU, Will Wade. we swept LSU. What's he saying? Go LSU for? I don't know, but he, he's here, and I, I legitimately couldn't remember Will Wade's name. So all I could go was Muffin Tops or FBI guy. That's all I had. Yeah, guy that shouldn't be employed. Exactly. By State University? Whew. Bad that's look. a look. That's a look, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the bat flip. Let's, okay, first off, before we get into baseball, guys, Landon does a show with Dylan Taylor, uh, one of our writers as well, called the bat flip. All baseball, all the time. Make sure you check it out. So you guys are normally on on Thursdays. Did you do Tuesday this week as a detour? Or you guys, what, what's the uh, deal? Tell no, us. No, no midweek game. Um, okay. So we want to come to you as early as possible. Um, and Dylan's finally done with school, so we want to get it out a little earlier um, and talk about that Kentucky series win. Tennessee, man, they're rolling. Six oh. SEC series. Oh, we do. We still well, going basketball? No, 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 we're going baseball. But before we get into Missouri, I want you to plug the show. So, so what nights do they need to look for you for the bat flip? Um, uh, to be determined a little bit, so, maybe you just follow me and I'll, just, I'll have it out there, but perfect. We got your Twitter handle pulled up. So follow, follow Lambo underscore Ray B 10 for maybe uh, Monday, maybe Monday. Okay. Um, so we can get it out there earlier and still get that midweek game on Tuesday. Um, yeah. So we, we, we want to keep bringing that to you. I think it's, it's a cool show to do just talking about Tennessee baseball because not a lot of people have a, a show strictly you know, focused on that. Um, so we talk about a lot on this show and then, you know, that, that show is just kind of a little bit in more in depth uh, of going into the lineup and things like that. So yeah, go check it out. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Go, go. Uh, so maybe Mondays, but just follow in on Twitter 
see when they're on. Uh, they were on last night, obviously, Mo- and I've, I've mostly caught them on Thursday night. So make sure you uh, you know when the bat flip's coming. Let's do it. LSU or LSU? God dang it, James! You got me really dialed in now. Swept. Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, swept one hundred percent. Let me go grab my broom real quick. Tennessee for this weekend versus Missouri in Columbia. Tony Vitello going back to the alma mater. I is I, I gotta imagine he's gonna get ejected from at least one game this weekend. I gotta imagine because you know SEC baseball umps suck. He's gonna oh, yeah. be passionate. And uh, I look for him. You know, these next two weeks, there's gonna be a little bit of extra juice to Tony Vitello. Oh, yeah. um, definitely this weekend against you know a team that he played for in Missouri, and then a team that he previously coached at in Arkansas comes to to town will probably be the number one team in the country at that point. So yeah, these next two weekends are going to be fun to, to keep tabs on, uh, on Tony V over there in the baseball complex. Oh, a hundred percent. Cannot wait. It, it's good. It, I, I think dude is, are, are we going to have to go old? Oh, you're, you're selling your ticket. We'll talk about that later. I have, I, think, I have tickets too. I'm not, I will be there Friday cause I have a wedding, but after that I'll be there Saturday oh. and Sunday. Do I have something Saturday? I do have something Saturday. Damn it. I was about to say, so the Vol Creatures aren't going to be there. And you know I'm I'm a big fan of the Vol Creatures. I was going to say, do we have to – we said we'd never take our shirts off, but do we kind of have to for Saturday's game? Like, is this something we oh, have to if, do? If we're, if we're putting it on number one Arkansas, you best believe I'm getting rowdy. All right. Well, in that case um, – Dude, come three- Saturday. I am coming. It's Emily's birthday, so we're gonna have to reschedule. We're gonna have to just say, Emily, I'll be there after. Probably painted warm. I think. Ah, God, we're in a bond, man. We got to do it. Like Chad will be there because they tweeted. They the Volk. I again. I need to go get my my. Uh, God, what's the? I need to go get my tie dye shirt out. I've got a Vol creature shirt. Lin, okay. Legends of Lindsay Nelson. They're not gonna be there. Who's gonna take their place? So we need someone to take their place. I got a new a new Tennessee baseball shirt. Um, it's a cream with the the home run Ooh, on it. That's sexy. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. I like that. Do you, so do you? There's no chance Tennessee gets to 100 percent for the the Arkansas series, right? There's no chance. I don't. I don't know. I just uh, like I don't. I don't know why we haven't gotten to that point. If the the mask mandate is lifted, what's like I, I'm I'm not trying to be political or whatever. No, yeah, no, really, I, I, I'm just like that's I, that's just real. I tweeted at Randy Borden, Danny White today and said, <laughs> Hey, open that shit up. Yeah. Like just do it. No one hey, listen. What no one's spit, no one no one's spitting in someone's mouth. Like we're good. Like just so oh, we might be. If they it, it, Tennessee hits a home run, I'm not saying I, I'm not spitting in someone's mouth. I'm just saying <laughs> things get weird. When Evan Russell's up the bat, you best believe somebody's spitting in somebody's mouth. But I, yeah, just just open that shit up, man. Like we're good. Like yeah, we're fine. Just I, I I'm not political either. I don't care. Just I just want to be. Yeah, just open it up. I'm That's vaccinated. I'm Let me in. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, um yeah, say I'm sorry. You oh yeah, I'll get a fake passport. Um. I do need to get vaccinated. Dude, I do want to. That, so do I you almost it, die? I got it Thursday. Dude, I that was the sickest I've ever been. Your second one, right? For a 24-hour yeah. period, I was – I got home from the game on Thursday, and I was shivering. I could barely walk inside. 
the next morning I woke up, I, I had to take Friday off because your boy wasn't nice. making it. Yeah. And, uh, wait, and wait. I laid in bed and my dog was whining. She had to go outside and I just could not get out of bed for another hour to take her outside. I was like, dude, just pee. Just I'll clean, just I'll clean, yeah. Just shit. I'll clean it up later, but your boy can't get up. I, that's what I told my employer too. I was like, hey, I'm going to get vaxxed. I know I'm going to be sick for a day, day and a half, two days max. Just, Rot it off. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just count me out for the next yeah. week. Uh, no, I love that. Um, no, I, yeah. But no, just open it up. Like, so if Tennessee gets to host a regional, though, I think they've already said it can only be at limited capacity because the NCAA sucks. Yep. Yep. So I think it's going to be at 50%, which, what is 50%? Is it supposed to be at 50% right now? Because there's no way. There's no way. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, like, any student can get in, and they just put them out there in um, in right field, and no one says like, like that. It's packed. I love right that. Field. Just like I think that should do it with everybody. If you want to come to the game, we'll put you in right field and call it even. Like, yeah, show up. Standing room only. Exactly. Just show up. We'll do it. No yeah. Big deal. So, you know. Hey. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. I had a question. Well, about I was just going to talk about Missouri. Oh, perfect, because I had a question about Missouri, because I think we had a question about Missouri. So, like, realistically, what do you expect out of this? I think the question was asked, I was like, Landon's going to have to answer that one. I don't know shit about Missouri. So, what do you expect out of this series? From, so, uh, so, Big Orange Hypel asked, what's Mizzou baseball look like? Sweet possible, question mark. I'll be honest, Missouri's not a great team. I like the sound they're of that. They're not – I mean, they're 12-29 and 29 overall, 5-16 and 16 in the SEC. They've been swept three times. Um, they're coming off a sweep to Alabama. I mean, there's just I, and and with Tony Vitello and you know that being his alma mater, you got to think that they're going to be ready to play. You know, it's you should the the brooms should not have dust on them after this weekend. How about that? They should have dust on them because you just got done sweeping. It shouldn't be from sitting dust. <laughs> exactly, it's <laughs> dust that you just cleaned up. Exactly. I, no, I, I, that's exciting to hear because I, I really want to see. I mean, obviously, you'd like to see Tennessee uh, top for first in the SEC East. Um, you know, trying to get a leg up on Vanderbilt. Obviously, like you said, next week you're facing the number one team. Uh, the week after that, you travel to South Carolina. Like th- those two are not easy matchups. So to get a team where you can go in this weekend and realistically get three wins, you need to like. You're in the situation of like legitimately you control your own destiny at this point. Mm-hmm. Like you go in and get three wins. I don't know who Vanderbilt plays this weekend, but like obviously we get three wins. Okay, so they could end up dropping a game. So, but I mean, even if they sweep, you're in first place if you win all three. It's that simple. Yeah. Go win all three in your first place. So I think that's a great. I mean, playing Missouri in that situation next weekend, if you're in the same situation, you're looking at going at Tennessee's not going to win all three. So just go try to do your best, get the series win if you can. Uh, don't definitely don't get swept. Um, but like this weekend, you got a chance to go win all three, go do it, take care of business. You control your own destiny, potentially leave Sunday, coming back to Tennessee, number one in the sec East. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's the thing is like, it's hard to sweep in this conference. So when you get the opportunity to do it, you got to go do it. And, you know, Tennessee has a really good opportunity to do it in Columbia this weekend on the road. A series a sweep on the road, that's that's really tough to do. Um, but I just don't think Missouri's a very good baseball team. Uh, I think they've got some some pitchers. I think their Friday night starter is pretty good, but but so is ours. Chad Dallas will freaking shove it, man. Yeah. And um, 
You know, I, I expect you, you got to go win. Win the yeah. series first. And if sweep happens, a sweep happens. Let's win the first two and see what happens on Sunday. Um, but, man, I would love to get those brooms out for our Sunday night show. Oh, 100%. And, like, I'm not trying to look toward Arkansas, but, dude, that it's going to be electric weekend. Another I know. It, it's it's going to be a ton of fun. I, I hope they – I know they won't be able to, but, man, I, I hope they're able to open it up. Yeah. Even even if it's not official, you know, because like you said, what's the capacity at? The last two series, they've uh, all of a sudden had tickets available the night of. So. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully- so I, I don't I don't know what it is, and I don't know what it's going to be for the the series again, or the the regionals, or even super regionals. Um, and that's another thing that Tennessee's playing for. You know, if you you want to win all the games you can in conference play right now, because you're you're trying to get that super regional bid. Yeah. Um and that would be huge. I don't think Tennessee's done that in man, I don't even think we did it in two thousand five. We hosted a regional right. in two thousand five, but I don't think you hosted a super. Um so I mean that, that's something Tennessee hasn't done in a really long time and that would be awesome for this program to do. Yeah, no, I yeah, it it would be great to have it in Knoxville and I think uh you'd really see what Tennessee fans and and even what Lindsey Nelson could be, because that's the thing too, is Lindsey Nelson kind of sucks. Is that mean of me to say? I mean, it's just it's not a I mean, stadium. I mean, yeah, the atmosphere is great, right? Like, as far as like the fans go and things like that, and it's gotten a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's just not to where you want it to be. Is especially when when your team is this good, you expect them to have like you know some of the best facilities in the country, and that's just not the case. Right. Hopefully Tennessee can get to that. And I'm not talking about Danny White. And I'm not talking about the facilities that Randy Boyd's building. We want them on the river. Period. Yep. Yep. Even though it's kind of not on the river, but we'll call it on the river. Um, That's what we want. All right. Let's. uh, Red balls in the river. (laughs) Exactly. Do we. Evan Russell might. Um, Do we have any questions uh, that we haven't gotten to? So we have one from It's Cold World. He said, think Rodney Garner can get Jay Hardy to the hill. He was his main recruiter for Auburn. Possibly. I mean, it would just be another body. He wasn't a huge factor at Auburn when he was there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the I mean, you would think Tennessee would have a leg up because you, you, you almost got him the first time around, and then his recruiter at Auburn is now at Tennessee. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to know more of the reason he's leaving. Yeah. And um, to be fair, it is a completely new – like. The staff has completely changed. I know he did have an injury his senior year. I don't know if that affected him his um, freshman year. But um, what was that noise? I have no idea. Is that my dog or my girlfriend? I don't know. <laughs> I'm really not which one. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with Jay Hardy. Is like right. And I'm I'm sure they're doing a lot of that because. You know, you've gotten quite a bit in the transfer portal. You probably would like to add maybe another offensive lineman or a DB or probably another linebacker. Any, or whatever. Anyone, anyone defensively. Yeah. Anyone. Um, but, yeah, maybe Jay Hardy fits that, that need. Maybe Rodney Garner is like, yeah, I want this kid here. And you go get him. Yeah. You awesome. him I mean, once, why not do it again? Yeah, just roll the dice, see what happens again. 
Yep. You never know. You never know. Uh, any other questions? That's all we got. James Priest said Tennessee versus LSU football 2021. Um, that would mean the SEC championship game, uh, which I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> uh, but maybe in 2022, Landon, we will be there. Maybe Landon disagrees. So, uh, oh, okay. You're already just we need we we need to go ahead and book the trip to Baton Rouge. Gone Baton Rouge. Oh, Brandon, won't you put me on through? <laughs> Somebody live down a Baton. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we'll be there in 2022, but 2021. I mean, if they're playing in Atlanta. Against LSU, I'll be there. Your boy gonna be there. I mean, I'll be there. Head shaved and everything. Um, I said if Jeremy Pruitt won the East, that bet paid off good. Landon technically still has to shave his head. Yeah, you said it. You said, yeah, but it's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) We should have just shaved your head in Nashville, Nashville, and called it. That's what we should have done. You shouldn't even had an option to deny it. Like when we lost to Vanderbilt? Oh, yeah, because that was when we came in uh, sixth, seventh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you would have shaved my head, I would have just been even more depressed than I already was. Exactly. You were already depressed. We should have <laughs> done it and not even let you get an escape. Not even <laughs> let you get one. Uh, Stupidity is an epidemic. Uh, before we get into that, because um, I don't know if this is stupid, did you see the uh, New York Rangers and the – uh, Washington Capitals go at it at the puck drop tonight. That's yeah, electric it. hockey right there. Happy. That's what we want out of hockey. Just brawling. And shout out to the two guys, well, four guys total, two guys from each team that were just like, hey, we're not going to fight. Like, we're not fighters. We're just going to watch and, and chit chat it up. I love that. That's what you should do. Big into that. All right. What are your stupidities? Um, Brian Batco. I'm gonna see what he actually does for a living. He's verified. Nice. So you know, he's he um, Post Gazette. You're out for Pittsburgh, which I guess this makes a little bit more sense, but it's still stupid. He says, "The more I study this draft, the more convinced I am the Steelers simply can't pass on Kyle Pitts if he falls to them at 24." Oh God! Excuse me. 24? I mean, yeah, if Trevor Lawrence falls to 24, there's no way the Steelers are going to pass on that guy. Did my man really think Kyle Pitts is going to fall? What do you end up going, four? Four? Yeah. 24. It's like, dude, there's like, there's like 10 people that, yeah, if they fell to 24, you got to take them. Kyle Pitts, no oh, Is he a draft analyst? Is that in his Twitter bio? Draft analyst? Um, no, it's just journalist Pittsburgh Post Gazette journalist muckrack. I don't know what muckrack is. I don't know either. It sounds not good though. It sounds kind of gross sexually. I don't like it. <laughs> so I, I I'm gonna call this stupidity because I hate the guy. But I don't. Have you seen this video? It's been trending on Twi- TikTok, TikTok, TikTok of Will, of Will Muschamp. What's of, he been uh, doing now? No clue. But when he was a defensive coordinator at uh, Texas, he comes into the locker room. And first off, he draws four perfect circles. He's drawing the offensive line. I mean, just like you know he's a football guy because he comes in, he's just boom, boom, boom. And then the square for the center. I mean, just money. But then Mm -hmm. he's like – he's explaining the play. No way any of the guys understood it. 
and he's you know he's, he's showing them they do this this and this he's like you know, this is where the the tight end goes and the guard pulls like whatever blah blah blah, blah. and he goes he's explaining it. he's like just do your job and just start slapping the board he's like just do your job it's aw- I mean it's awesome but it's also like no one there knows like no one has a clue what you're talking about no you just explained that so poorly it's provocative and that's pro- that's probably why South Carolina sucked when he was there. I'm mean, just going out on him. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Probably. <laughs> do your job. Coach, we don't know what our job is. Just do your job. <laughs> I don't have I got, any more stupidities. I, I don't got, either. I've got a good I've got two most importants I'm excited to share. I am too. I have one that I'm really excited. Does yours have to do with the Arizona Diamondbacks at all? No. But that's a good story. Mine has to do with the cup. baseball, though. Cubs. So okay, go Cubs, go. Um, I do have. Uh, I don't know if this. This is more of a fail. So I'll say. I'll say. You, you guys have to come back Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is how we keep men landing. We just bring them back Sunday. Brooms and all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the broom Sunday. Nice. Good call. Good call. I'll have to get mine ready. That's all I got, man. I'm going to see it over there in the corner. That's all I got, too. Guys, this week, Tennessee baseball takes on Missouri. We need to start uh, – give us some uh, ideas for the offseason. What are we going to do this offseason? Because we're, we're coming we're up to it. We're just going to have to get people on here just to, to fill, some, fill some space. We're going to get some get guests. A, I'm thinking guests. I'm thinking some – Maybe uh, Ross Kivett, like like once nice. every every month. Every, we just every day. Kiv on, on. Kicking it with Kiv. Ooh, I like that. Is that the name of the show he did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, ah, that sounds like that, that was stolen. It, it, that <laughs> sounded, I was like, that sounded too good uh, to be true uh, for ours. Um, but yeah, no, get 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 a bunch of guests on. I think we're going to have to do some like movie reviews. I think maybe we should just watch Outer Banks together. Like all of us. Just Hold hands. Yeah, for sure. Dude, Drink peanut, wine, say sheesh. Speaking of Outer Banks, because it's in North Carolina, Peanut Butter Falcon. I watched it for the first time last night. Good Great. movie. That's a good movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was a lot. Of, it was a very good movie. No free, no free pub though. So you guys are going to pay us for that. Peanut butter Falcon. Um, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, you owe me. <laughs> guys, we appreciate y'all listening. It's always fun. We'll be back Sunday talking about the Vols sweep over Missouri. Mm, love speaking into existence already. Love it. Thanks guys. We're bringing the boat.